Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Last week I began a series of messages on prayer. Perhaps the most important thing that we can do as Christians is to pray to be in touch with God. You see, if we are to fulfill God's purposes for us as individuals and as a church, we have to spend more time in his presence so that we can be empowered by his spirit to live the way he wants us to live. Prayer is serious business. Last Sunday you heard that prayer is an act of dependence. That's an act of communication, an act of supplication, in an act of cooperation. And today I want to speak about the conditions for answered prayer. Now all of us here have prayed many prayers and have received answers, but not all the time. And so we wonder, why is that? What causes that? Why, every time that we pray, we don't receive an answer to our prayer. Does God promise to answer everyone's prayers? No, I don't think so. It's very clear in Scripture that God ignores some people's prayers, even though you may not think so. In fact, the Bible says that God has laid out some conditions for answered prayer. Until we meet the conditions for answered prayer, then our prayers will not be answered in the way that we would like them to be answered. You see, if we meet these conditions, we have every right to expect that what we ask for in prayer will be granted us. And so I've listed here five conditions for answered prayer. The first is, we must have an honest relationship with God. An honest relationship with God. In John chapter 15 and verse 7, Jesus says, If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you can ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. What a wonderful promise. Uh, to us as the people of God. But in Scripture, every promise has a condition. The promise here is, I will give you whatever you ask in prayer if you remain in me. In other words, if you have an honest relationship with me, I will respond to your prayers. So how do you remain in Christ? The next sentence tells us, by my words remaining in you. In other words, if we fill our minds with the word of God, the scriptures, it means we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
God requires that we listen to him first before he listens to us. If I don't pay attention to what God says in his word, why should he pay attention to me when I ask, when I'm not being obedient to him? If I ignore the word, why should he pay attention to to me? The starting point is to have an honest relationship with God. How? Through the word of God. That's why the that's why Bible study is important for the children of God. But am I saying that if you don't study the Bible, you won't have answered prayer? No. What I'm saying is that your prayer life will never be more effective than how much you understand the scriptures which contains the promises of God. The more you understand the Bible, the more you know how to pray effectively. So when God's word is an integral part of your life and mine, then we delight to spend time in his presence. And the more time you spend talking to God, the more obedient you will be to God's commands. The more submissive you will be to God's spirit, the more supportive you will be of God's work, the more committed you will be of God's cause. Yes, the more time you spend in God's presence, the more confident you'll be in God's promises, the more assured you'll be of God's ability the more you will rely on God's grace, the more you will trust in God's faithfulness, and the more of your prayers will be answered. For when Christ's Christ's words are in us, we will not be asking contrary to the mind of Christ. So the first condition to answered prayer is we must have an honest relationship with God. Now, the second, a second condition is we must have a forgiving attitude. We must have a forgiving attitude toward other people. Mark eleven twenty four and 25, Jesus says there, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him, so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. More than any other characteristic in the Bible, except perhaps faith, the number one thing related to prayer is forgiveness. Most Every time Jesus talks about prayer, he talks about forgiveness. Why? Because nothing will kill your prayers faster than resentment. When you hold a grudge, when you nurse an ill feeling, when you allow bitterness to grow in your life, it knocks out your prayers. Maybe you're praying and not getting an answer because you're holding a grudge against somebody. You are unforgiving. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 15 uh, says, Watch out that no bitterness take root among you, for as it springs up among you, it causes deep trouble, 
hurting many in their spiritual lives. You see, bitterness is like a poison. It will eat you alive. You can't have unforgiveness in your heart and have your prayers answered by God. So how do you have answered prayer? Number one, have an honest relationship with God. Number two, have a forgiving attitude towards other people. And number three, we must be willing to share God's blessings. We must be willing to share God's blessings. Now, this is the principle of generosity. The more you give out, the more God gives to you. If you expect God to bless your life, you must be willing to bless others with the same benefits that God has given to you. God says if you pay no attention to other people's legitimate needs, then why should he pay attention to your needs? A prerequisite for God to bless our lives is that we must be a blessing to other people. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 17 says, If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? One of the ways we prove that we love is by our action, by what we do, not just by what we say. We must be willing to respond to the needs of others around us. You see, God blesses us so that we may bless others. This is the principle of stewardship. It's all, it's all the way through scripture that God blesses us in order that we might be a blessing to other people. I would not presume to ask God to bless me financially if I was not willing to give back a tithe of what he has blessed me with so that other people may be blessed. One of the conditions for answered prayer is to be willing to help those less fortunate with the blessing which God has given to us. Now James chapter 4 and verse 3 gives us uh, another reason why our prayers are hindered. He says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. In other words, you're asking selfishly. So Jesus is saying that motive is important in prayer. He so when you pray, It's more, your motive is more important than actually what you pray for. You see, God is not interested in simply satisfying our selfishness. I read recently about a multi-millionaire who was a very fine Christian. This man gives away 97% of his income and lives on 3% and still has a high standard of living. When he was asked why and how he could do such a thing, he said, when he was a young man, he began to give a tithe of the blessings God had given him. He said he found that he couldn't outgive God. The more he gave, the more God blessed him. 
He kept increasing his tithe from 10%, then 20%, then 30%, until it reached 90%. And he still is a multimillionaire. You see, if you want God to bless you, you must be willing to be a channel of blessing to other people. You just cannot be thinking of yourself alone. Think of what your needs are and what you can enjoy from what God gives you. You have to be thinking about, about others, thinking about the kingdom of God, thinking about how we can reach others for the sake of the kingdom. But the fourth condition is we must believe that God will answer. We must believe that God will answer. There's only one kind of prayer that God answers, and that is the prayer of faith. Mark 9, verse 27 says, According to your faith, it will be done to you. So what are you expecting God to do in your life? Do you have the faith to ask for what you really want? Hebrews 11, and verse 6 says, Without faith... It is impossible to please God. Faith is the number one prerequisite in life. But what is faith? Faith is not believing that God can do something. So when you believe God can, that's just a fact. God can do it whether you believe it or not. But faith is believing that God will do that which you ask of him. In his book, Breakthrough Prayer, Pastor Jim Simbola of the Brooklyn Tabernacle tells a story of the time when his church was going through a multi-million dollar construction project which placed it under intense financial pressure. He was told by his financial administrator that the church did not have the money to complete the last phase of the construction. Pastor Simbola believed God would meet their needs as he had done so many times before. He trusted God. And one day he received an unexpected call from a woman in another state. She explained that she had been reading his book, Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire, and wanted to know about the work the church was doing for the Lord in, in Brooklyn. She said that she had just recently come into an inheritance and wanted to make a donation to the church. Pastor Simbola said to her, that would be wonderful, and then told her about the situation they were in with respect to the completion of the building. She asked him to send her some documentation about the church overnight because the next day she was meeting with lawyers and accountants to settle details about the inheritance. She told him that as soon as matters are settled, she would send him a check. And she told him that the check would be for $3 million. See, God blesses us beyond our greatest expectations. There's nothing that God cannot do. There's no request too big for God to respond to. 
We see so little in our lives today because we expect so little from God. Jesus said, according to your faith, not according to your ability, not according to your education, not according to how good a person you are, but according to your faith, it will be done unto you. The fact is, if you have met the conditions of Scripture, if you have an honest relationship with God, if you have a forgiving spirit, if you're willing to share the blessings of God with others, if you're asking God in faith and expecting him to answer, he will indeed answer. But the fifth and last condition is that we must pray in Jesus' name. We must pray in Jesus' name. In John chapter 14, 13 and 14, Jesus said, You may ask for anything in my name, and I will do it, because the work of the Son brings glory to the Father. Yes, ask anything in my name, and I will do it. So what in the world does it mean to pray in Jesus' name? Let me give a very simple illustration which might bring the, the point across uh, to you. A pastor took his young son, and about 14 of his uh, son's friends, to a carnival for a birthday party. He bought a roll of tickets, and he would stand at the front of every ride, and as the kids came by, he would give them a ticket. He was just handing, handing out tickets, and all of a sudden, he looked up and realized that there was a little boy he had never seen before with his hand out asking for a ticket. He stopped and said, Son, are you with my son's party? No, he said. Then why should I give you a ticket, the father said. And the boy turned around and pointed to the man's son and said, your son said you would give me one. And so the father gave him one. But here's the point. I don't have any right to get any answered prayers from God. God doesn't owe me anything. When I pray and ask God's ask God for requests. I don't ask on my own merit, but I come in the merit of the Lord Jesus Christ. I come and I say, Father, I'm coming to you because your son Jesus told me to come to you. I'm coming because of what Jesus Christ has already done for me on the cross. And he said, I can ask for anything in his name. I'm, I'm coming to you in Jesus' name. Well, let's say I go downtown to the headquarters of One United Bank, the largest minority-owned bank in the country. I've never been there before, but I take out my checkbook, write a check for cash for $1,000, and sign my name. I hand it to the teller, and she looks at it and recognizes that it's not from One United Bank, and says, Mr. Roberts, do you have an account at our bank? And I said, no. And she said, I'm sorry. I can't accept the check. It's in your name, but you don't have 
an account here. But let's say I walk in the bank with um, Michael Jordan. And he walks up, puts his hand around uh, the teller and and says, "I, I want you to help my buddy here. He pulls out his checkbook, writes a check to Wesley Roberts and signs it in his name and hands it to her. All of a sudden, we get some action. You see, see, Michael had good credit. And uh, he uh, had an account at uh, the bank in, uh, the branch bank in, in California, Los Angeles. He said, Jesus Christ has excellent credit, reference with the Father. Where I may be spiritually bankrupt, he has plenty of pull. When I come to God and I, and, I, and I pray in Jesus' name, I'm saying, God, I realize that you don't have any reason to give me this, but I'm coming in Jesus' name because of what he has done for me and because he tells me to come to you. So which of these conditions have you been overlooking? That's why you haven't been getting answer to your prayers. Maybe you've been holding onto a grudge. Maybe you've been refusing to admit some wrong in your life. Maybe you have prayed, but you've never really expected God to answer. Maybe you've been unwilling to share God's blessings with others. Maybe you have refused to give back to God a percentage of all that he has blessed you with. Maybe you haven't been praying in Jesus' name. So that when we go before God, we either start by saying, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Or at the end of the prayer, you say, I thank you in the name of Jesus. So that Jesus is the one who makes everything possible for us. There's no other name that you can pray in that can give you access to the Father. Beside the name of Jesus. But you can't pray in Jesus' name unless you know him as a friend, as your Lord, as your Savior, as the director of your life. The most important question is, do I have an honest relationship with God? Do I know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Master? I'm not talking now about church membership. I'm not talking about being religious. I'm talking about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ who died on the cross for your sins. And I'm so glad that I know Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Oh, this past August, I was just checking uh, last night, but this past August was 59 years since I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And he has been so good to me. I have failed him so many times that I cannot count but he has never failed me once. And I'm convinced today more than ever before that there is nothing too hard for God to do for any of his children. There's no burden that the Lord cannot lift. There's no disease that he cannot heal. There's no loneliness that he cannot comfort. There's no promise that he cannot keep. There's no problem that he cannot solve. There's no pressure that he cannot relieve. There's no sinner that he cannot forgive. There's no life that he cannot remold and remake. There's no mountain that he cannot move. There's no door that he cannot open 
and there's no prayer that God cannot answer. What a mighty God we serve. So let us give him praise and thanks for being such a wonderful God to us. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.